Welcome to Moment Talk. I'm your host, Shisamua. We also have our co-host, Mai Tao. For today's interview, we have a gentleman that's very inspiring. His name is Shu Vang. If you haven't seen his video on YouTube or maybe uh, trolling through Facebook, there's a video about him on a wheelchair and he was hiking Angel's Landing. If you saw that video, I was inspired very, very much by it. We had to find this gentleman and so what we did. He's 29, he's a teacher in Fresno and teaches at a grade of 10 to 12 at Edison High School. But there's more to this journey and it's more to him just being a teacher. So tune in and listen to what he has to say. Today's sponsor is brought to you by She Sells Menswear. Are you looking for the latest trendy men's fashion? Look no further. She Sells Menswear carries handcrafted bow ties, ties, suit accessories, and everyday streetwear. They're your one-stop, mall-inspired men's shop. You can search them online at www.xixomenswear.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey everyone, I'm super excited to be here. We have Shu and we're also my co-host Mai today. Shu, thank you so much for your time for coming on today, man. Oh man, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, you know, yeah, I was you, just... Everybody. Yeah, yeah. I uh, were just on Facebook and you know surfing through, and I was on. I caught your video about about you, you know, hiking uh, Angels Landing and such. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is this about? And I clicked the video. I'm just like, OMG! Like we have to get you on the podcast. You're so empowering. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> let's let's start yeah, with this. Yeah, let's let's start with this. Um, Tell us something that we don't know about you, man. Um, something that you may not know about me. Um, I am the youngest of eight kids, so I'm actually the baby in my family. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. The baby baby. Huh? I'm assuming that's a big family of eight or something? Yeah, I have um, – there's four boys and four girls in my family, and I'm the oh. youngest of uh, all the boys and all the girls. <laughs> See, like, uh-huh. mom and, like, mom and dad was trying for a football or volleyball team. <laughs> yeah, you know it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Our family has four boys and five girls, so we're probably pretty close. I'm the second <laughs> oldest. I am uh, f- uh, f- uh, five boys and three girls, so we're eight. Oh, oh, <laughs> wow. So, yeah, man, if you want to play, like, some sort of, like, League of Legends, eight against eight, you'll bring it, yo. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> But hey, man, Shu, um, let's take you way back, man. Let's take you, like, back at the age of 16. Sure. And you were diagnosed with muscular dystrophy. I mean, can you help us understand what that is? Yeah, muscle dystrophy, it's a disease that they say it's genetic. And basically what happens is uh, your body is not able to make a certain protein, which regenerates your muscles. So... You know, when people work out, when they lift weights, when they run, they're actually breaking down their muscles. And then when they break them down, they actually rebuild them back up larger, stronger, faster. But with muscle dystrophy, basically, um, your body doesn't make that protein to rebuild your muscles. So if you break it down, you get weaker and weaker over time. Hmm. That's... I mean, it is, I'm assuming you start from bottom up, correct, for your scenario? Yeah, so for me, um, the type I have is called limb girdle muscular dystrophy, and it doesn't onset until you're like a teenager, 
And so, like, whatever muscles you have as a teenager, that's basically, like, the max you have. And then you just, you know, it slowly um, get, you get weaker and weaker over time. Now, being 16, you're your teens, you know, you're not a child anymore. How did you, you know, receive the news or take the news when it actually hit you? Oh, man, it was really tough, you know, because, I, I mean, I played a lot of sports. You know, I played volleyball. I did swimming. Um, I did water polo. Uh, you know, I played basketball, football, and, you know, uh, for high school, you know, I did swimming and water polo as a high school sport because, you know, I'm, I'm just really into that. So, you know, it was, it was tough, um, you know, telling a 16-year-old that, you know, you're not sure if, uh, you know, you could get stronger and over time you're going to get weaker. You know, you're, you know, it just changes perspective about what you can do and what you want to be in life. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. At that age, do you even understand what it meant? I mean, they're just giving you some vocabulary. You're just like, what is that supposed to mean? You know, kind of. Like- um, I would say, you know, when I found out about it, and uh, when you know, I did my research because I was always, uh, you know, I always wanted to do my my due diligence in learning about what I had. Um, you know, I was pretty familiar with what was going to happen to me, and that was one of the toughest parts. Um, you know, if you tell a 16 year old that, hey. One day you're going to be in a wheelchair. You're not going to be able to run, to walk, to get up as easily as other people can. Um, you know, if you tell someone that, I mean, it, it, the tough part is, dang, you, people, a lot of people with this disability get depressed, you know, because it's like mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't stop it. It, it. And you don't know how long it's going to take, you know. For some people, it could be many years. For other people, it could be, you know, um, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. So that was the toughest part when I was, you know, when I was going through uh, my diagnosis and learning from the doctors about what I had. Mm-hmm. So, so now, now sure, was this a disease that had um, started earlier on, even before 16 and it progressed? Or was this something where you knew something happened and you went to the doctor and they said, oh, you had it? Oh, it was, um, it was just like pretty much, I didn't know I had it um, because, you know, it doesn't really run in a family history. A lot of people who get it, it just, you know, they start noticing certain symptoms. So what, for me, what happened was, um, I mean, I used to run miles in like six minutes and under six minutes. And then when I was in middle school, like my seventh and eighth grade year, I started noticing that, um, you know, I would run and uh, my, my muscles would get very tight and I would get really tired and uh, I couldn't run as fast and stuff. So I thought maybe it was because, you know, I wasn't working out. Maybe it was because I didn't run enough. So it wasn't until I got to high school that I really figured out there's a problem with me because, uh, you know, like I wasn't getting stronger. Um, I wasn't getting faster and I've always been very athletic. So. Oh, okay. And then that would prompt you guys to go to the doctor and then they came back with that news. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wow. What a, what a impact that, you know, caused on you. Um, mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, what were your challenges? I mean, emotionally and physically. Yeah, um, I mean, I had a lot of challenges. Uh, I would say one of the toughest ones is, uh, you know, um, emotionally, you know, I, I was a little, I'm like, you know, I, I 
I'll just say it straight out. Like, you know, if you were to like in the dating realm, if you were to like a girl and stuff, and then you go up to her and tell her, hey, um, yeah, I may look normal now, but in like five, 10 years, I won't be able to walk. How would you feel, you know? And uh, dating was uh, one of the things that I was like, man, dude, like, I, I mean, I want to get married one day. Like, you know, I want to have kids and, mm-hmm. a, and a nice family and stuff. But, you know, I thought about that. I thought about, like, my future, my career. Like, you know, what jobs can I do, you know? Um, you know, if I go to college, is it worth it? You know, if I take out loans, you know, will I even be able to work one day when I'm done? Or am I going to be too weak? So, you know, I, I thought about all these different factors, like, you know, my future basically was in, you know, up in the air, you know, I didn't know, like, hey, what can I do or, and whatnot, so. So, with that being said, you said dating, um, but would you feel like that would be the hardest thing that could be a challenge for you, knowing that you, you know, honestly told a woman that, hey, you know, in 10 years, I could barely walk or can't walk or, you know, please elaborate on that. Yeah, no, dating, dating was one of the big ones. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I had a lot of friends and stuff and there were times when, you know, I knew that there were, um, uh, you know, ladies of the opposite sex that liked me, you know, um, I thought, I, you know, I've always thought that I was a pretty, you know, outgoing, pretty fun and, um, fun and nice gentleman. But, um, you know, there were times when I just, you know, I knew someone liked me and I just kind of pulled away cause I'm like, uh, I, I don't know if, you know, um, if I want to put them through that or, you know, I'm embarrassed to tell them that like, Hey man, I have this crazy disease that is going to make me really weak and, uh, and whatnot. So, you know, in, in part, there was a shame in another part, there was a fear of that. Um, you know, and I was, you know, I was, I'll be, you know, basically I was just very scared. You know, I didn't know how, um, you know, the opposite sex would think of it you know like talking to a guy and stuff Mm -hmm. and especially in the mobile community you know because there's it's people with disabilities I mean I don't know how you guys feel but a lot of people with disabilities are shunned upon in the mobile community Mm -hmm. you you have a learning disability um, if you know if you have like a broken leg or you know you got something's not right with you physically it you know a lot of Hmong individuals from from my own personal experience already look down on you so, you know, yes. I, in a way, I don't want, like, a girl who I, I cared for wanted to be looked down upon just because she was dating me or or maybe because she just really liked me, so. I see, I see. Well, what can possibly make this easier and what keeps you going, man? Dude, you have so much energy at your age. Oh, man, dude. Uh, well, you know, I am, I am Christian. So I believe that, you know, the suffering that I have on this earth is not forever. You know, uh, God put mm-hmm. me on this planet for a reason, you know, to uh, really show compassion, to care for others, you know, to, to love others. And uh, I think, you know, I, you know, the, the work that I do being a teacher, you know, I, I work with a lot of students who go through a lot of tough times, um, a lot of parents that are divorced, a lot, a lot of students that don't have parents that encourage them, that um, inspire them, that, you know, basically just kind of blow them off. Um, mm-hmm. And so well, with, with all that, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm really blessed because all these students, you know, they really, 
I'll, I'll tell you guys, you know, I, you know, for my work, I have students that actually help me out. You know, they'll bring my wheelchair to me in the mornings. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll put my wheelchair, they'll help me in it. They'll wheel me to my classroom. Um, you know, if wow. I need anything, you know, yeah, I have students um, that will do that. And uh, not because I asked them, but because they do it out of the goodness of their heart. And, you mm -hmm. know, with, you know, because they do that for me, I, I feel like I owe something back to, um, you know, all these, all these students that helped me and stuff. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, I've always thought about life. Um, you know, there are people that have, you know, ha are healthy, no problem with them, with themselves. And then, you know, suddenly they get diagnosed with cancer. Some die tragically to car accidents or accidents that happen in life. Right. And for me, I mean, like, you know, I'm one of the sickest, or I wouldn't say sickest, but like, um, you know, I have a lot of illnesses, you know, I have a lot of struggles and I'm still here today. So I think that's just a blessing in itself. And with the time that I still have on this earth, you know, I just want to make sure that I leave an impact on, you know, the younger generation, on my own generation to, you know, just keep striving for everything that they've ever dreamed of and um, whatever the obstacles to never let I give up. Well, I think that's um, I think that's amazing, Shu, that you're able to, I mean, with all that you're going through, I'm sure it wasn't easy at all. But it's amazing how you're able to, you know, um, have such profound thinking, um, and be able to overcome that and be able to inspire your students at the same time, teach them. Um, also, you know, that's amazing. Um. I'm sure your parents had a lot to do with that. You know, I'm pretty sure they um, were like your biggest supporters as well. And that's, that's really good. Um, I know the first time I came across knowing who you were or knowing who you are was actually your recent video that just came up um, about um, you, teach at the Fres you teaching at the Fresno Unified School District. Uh -huh. And and that was how I came across you, and your your story was so inspiring, you know, especially the one talking about, especially the part where you were hiking up to Angel's Landing in Utah, and you said it's been yeah. 20 years since you've been up a mountain? Yeah, um, I haven't been able to hike because, you know, my, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not as strong as I used to be, so the last time I hiked was probably when I was like a little, a little kid, you know, around nine to ten years old, because I was still, you know, pretty active and strong back then. Um, Wow. But yeah, so um, yeah, I was able to go up there. I had people that helped me. I had people basically that uh, you know carried uh, carried me all the way up there, and uh, you know, it, it basically it was all on them. You know, I couldn't you know I couldn't do anything on my own, but you know we found a way. Yeah. I had for thirty people, like both men and women. So um, both you know they both gave gave me piggyback rides. They do it a certain amount of time because you know we were climbing pretty steep. And we purposely did that so no one would get burned down. And in the end, everybody was good. And, uh, you know, I made it to the top, and it was amazing. It was really amazing. Wow. Now, how long was that hike again? Um, it's, uh, uh, I think it's about, it's not too high up. It's, the mm -hmm. hike isn't long. I think it's maybe like one, maybe like one to three miles uh, oh, one way. But wow. The, yeah, okay. it's. It's not too long, but the thing is, it did get very steep, and that was the toughest part. Right. Where, yeah, and there was like cliffs and stuff, so we had to be very careful. But um, you know, the people that took me up there, they they're all really good at that, and you know, I was just you know I was just thankful that uh, you know I made it up there, and it was 
you know, it is one of the best villages in the world, so. I bet. How did you feel when you finally got to the top and you saw everything around you? What was it like? Give us a taste of what it felt like when you got up there. Oh, uh, well, the feeling was, you know, it, you got, like, finally making it up the top. You got to see, you know, the beauty of, you know, uh, Zion National Park. And, uh, you know, it just, uh, you know, it just, it really made me reflect on being a teacher and stuff, how, um, you know, so many people don't ever get to make it to the top of the mountains. You know, so many people um, are, you know, are down below and they don't have anybody to help them. And I was blessed and fortunate enough to be able to make it to the top. So it really made me think about, you know, everybody that has ever helped me to get up there. Because, you know, it's, mm. it's not just the team here, but it was, you know, it's all my students that have helped me in my classroom. It's, you know, my parents, my friends who helped me throughout high school and college. So when I got up there, I just thought about, like, everybody who's ever helped me along the way. And, uh, you know, that was, you know, that was what it was all about. You know, I wish I could have shared it with everybody because, uh, you know, uh, if, if I could, I would have brought everybody along the way just so we could all sit on top of the mountain and just, and just look down and, you know, have a good smile, have, have a good laugh and just, uh, you know, share a memory like that. Cause you know, it, you know, making it up to the top, that was one moment in my life, but there's been people who have been, um, in my life for, you know, pretty much all my life and have been there every moment, every valley right. and whatnot. And, you know, that's what I thought about when I made it up there. Oh, that's amazing. That's really, really cool. Um, you know, I know, um, are, were you ever a nature guy? Were you ever into like nature or were you more of an ocean person? Um, I'll, I'll admit, I, I lived on the coast, so I, I love the ocean. And uh, I mean, okay. nature, I loved fishing. But if I had to choose between fishing at a lake and fishing in the ocean, I'll take ocean every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then you don't belong in Minnesota. We only have lakes for fishing. <laughs> yeah. No ocean yeah, no. here. Yeah, I know. My sister's like, hey, we're the land of 10,000 lakes. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm an ocean type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then just stay there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Hmm. Well, that's totally awesome. Um, and then you became a teacher you were you're you've been a teacher for six years now yeah I've been a teacher for six years now um I mean you know I didn't know what I was going to do for the longest time but um you know I had some high school counselors and teachers say like hey man you have like you know you feel like I feel like we you could teach and they, they just encouraged me throughout the whole process so you know when I you know when I went to college I, I pursued it and uh, you know I, I enjoyed it and I thought that you know what um you know, I may not be the best teacher, may not be able to, you know, give students the best lessons and stuff, but I thought I could make a difference in terms of, you know, how, how, you know, young um, men and women will shape, like, if I could shape their lives positively. So, like, you know, give them hope, inspire them, you know, teach them that, hey, you know, education is important, but, you know, there's lessons that are more important than, you know, curriculum, like chemistry and biology, which mm -hmm. are, you know, the subject I teach. You know, they're, you know, they're not that important compared to lessons of life, like, you know, never giving up, um, you know, always trying to succeed, helping others. I think those are the most essential and important lessons that we can ever learn. Mm, okay. What what do you teach, by the way? Oh, I teach um, biology, high school biology and chemistry. Um, so it's anywhere from, you know, 10th through 12th graders. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. You can have you have that really really tough topic that a lot of students just don't enjoy. It seems <laughs> chemistry is yeah, pretty hard. Uh, if I remember taking it in class. <laughs> yeah, you know, I try to make it fun for the students. You know, um, you know, I think students. You know, sometimes teachers are a little too dull. You know, they'll just teach them. You know, what the topic is all about, and that's it. But I always try to use analogies, like. You know, whenever we learn about certain things, I'll try to use, you know, relationship analogies, you know, family analogies, you know, food. I try to make it funny so students will laugh and enjoy it. And ho hopefully they actually learn a thing or two. <laughs> okay. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. Um, Shu? I mean, yeah. she's still? Yeah, that, indeed, it is awesome. You know, like I said, I was just, we, we, uh, we're thinking your thoughts, how you feel when you went up to Andrews Landing, because I personally done that hike with friends, and the last, just the last stretch, you know you saw these steep climb, and there's some chain that was, yeah. <laughs> I could just imagine you and your friends holding for dear life for these chains on the way up. <laughs> Yeah, no, they were experienced. And so we actually had me to a harness. So they would chain me to the chain just to be safe. So we had four guys that were chained to each other, including me. And we would all chain to the chain that's already on there. But, you know, I basically, I basically held on to the person that was carrying me at the time. And I just, you know, I looked down. So I was able to see like, you know, the drop off and stuff. But, you know. Oh, my um, goodness. Uh, you know, like I, I like to tell people, it's that if you never take a shot, you're never gonna, you know, score. So if you know, if fear is gonna yeah. drive your whole life, well, you know, you're not gonna get to enjoy it. So even if it's a little scary or it could be a little dangerous, I mean, for me, it's it's a no-brainer. You know what? I'm gonna do it because you know it's uh it's something that I want to conquer in life. So right, that's a really good uh, philosophy to live by, though. You know. How did you come up with that career choice of being a teacher? Um, well, actually, I mean, I've always, you know, when I was young, I always wanted to be something to help people. So my initial dream was actually, you know, to go to, you know, college and medical school and be a doctor. You know, I wanted to be an advocate for, you know, for most people. Um, you know, growing up, my parents were always poor, like many of us. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. when we go to the doctor, um, you know, as, you know, as a child that grew up in America, you know, I would have to fill out all my parents, like their paperwork. I would be the parent, you know, we would fill out paperwork for doctor, uh, for doctor appointments, you know, and whatnot. Um, and so, you know, I always, I've always wanted to be a doctor to advocate for, you know, the left, the, the people that needed it and, you know, were less privileged and didn't have the help. And so, you know, when, when I was diagnosed, I was kind of scared. I wasn't sure if my body could handle, you know, going through medical school and residency and, you know, all the things that you have to go through to become a doctor. So I still wanted to make a difference, still wanted to make a change. And, uh, you know, when I stumbled upon teaching and just, you know, seeing uh, what teachers made an impact on for, um, you know, many students, including myself, you know, I knew that, you know, it was something that I wanted to pursue and I wanted to do because uh you know i'll say this um if i ask you know both of you can you remember one teacher that you know made an impact on your life 
you know, I, I'm pretty sure you probably could remember back to one teacher, whether it was 10, 20, 30 years ago that you went to schools that, you know, taught you or, or just mm-hmm. was a friend of yours, you know, that was really like, you know, changed your life. But, you know, if I say the same for like, hey, can you remember a doctor that changed your life or like the most famous person who, who won last year's the best actor and actress award at the academy? Um, you know, who's the, you know, you know, if I ask students certain things, you know, and for people that are famous or like doctors and whatnot, they can't name anybody, but I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody mm-hmm. can name one teacher that changed their lives. So, you know, I wanted, so because of that, you know, I'm like, Hey man, this is something I can still do even with my disability. And so, you know, I went for it. Saying that, who is this teacher you keep speaking of? Uh, well, I actually uh, have, uh, who was it? Uh, one of my drama teachers in high school. Her name was Sarah A.M. Bartel. Uh, you know, she mm-hmm. just really inspired me, um, you know, because I love to act and sing and, and, and all. She just, um, you know, she really pushed me to be better than I could be. She was the first teacher I actually shared about my disability. And, you know, I cried to her and you know, she, she was there. I remember the time I told her it was after school in her classroom. You know, I just told her that, hey, um, the reason I'm not in shows or not doing shows as much anymore, um, the reason I'm not coming out, because she asked me, you know, why don't you audition for some of the plays anymore? And I told her and, you know, she cried with me and she just told me that, mm-hmm. hey, you know, um, understand you and we're going to make it work. And, uh, you know, and, and and she just encouraged me throughout the whole process. So, you know, I'm just thankful for that. That's awesome. I think if I was to think back about a teacher that had um, made some sort of an impact would it be in my life, would it be, uh, I want to say fourth grade, Mr. Nimi. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do, you know, once in a while, he'll cross my mind. And I wonder if I was to go back, if he would remember me. I should probably look him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah do you have one Sal? uh it was a algebra teacher in high school i can't remember the guy's name but just the way he taught and his structure it was just very different on, on every teacher that in every class i've been to but i can't remember his name yeah i know where he's been I mean, if you can still remember him, that's, you know, that speaks volumes to what he did for you, so. Yeah, for sure. You know, with that, um, if that teacher impacted me and that teacher impacted my, and your drama teacher impacted you, the real question is, do you see yourself in a lot of your students that you are teaching? You know what? I actually, I, I really do. Um, I do see myself in a lot of the students that, you know, um, I teach because, you know, they, you know, when I look at them and I see how they react and how they are now, I see myself as a little kid, someone who didn't really have an identity, someone who, you know, kind of, you know, wasn't, you know, kind of in the shallows, you know, didn't really, I I mean, I I was very involved and I loved school and stuff, but you know, I see a lot of kids that, you know, they're, you know, they just isolate them from a lot, you know, they, you know, a lot of them suffer from loneliness, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of kids don't admit it, but, you know, when they don't have support from their parents, 
like if a kid is plays a sport and the parents never come to watch a lot mm -hmm. of kids say oh it's okay you know no worries it's just my mom and dad but it actually means something to them and the reason I know that is because you know I'll actually go support some of my students whether if it, they play soccer whether they play football volleyball or basketball and I could just see that just even though I'm not their parent even I go and watch the game they'll come up to me afterwards and be like hey thank you for coming to watch it means something whether mm -hmm that person plays the sport or they're just sitting on the bench, you know, it means something to them that, Hey, someone I know actually came to watch me. And, uh, you know, I see that in a lot of my kids, um, because, you know, they just, you know, they're all looking for an adult, someone to listen to them, someone to talk to them, someone that they can talk to. And so like, you know, I, I already see it because, you know, one of the students that, you know, was like one of like, was like a son to me. You know, he always hung around with me. You know, his parents are divorced. And his mom is a sweet lady. His father's, you know, not really in his life. Mm. And, uh, you know, you know, but he was, he would always like listen to me. And I, I would tell him, hey, no matter what, you know, you got to always strive, you know, you got to be better, you know, and you should always like, you know, you should make an effort, even if your father doesn't come and want to see you, you should go hang out with your dad and be like, hey, dad, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm happy to be your son and, you know, I hope I make you proud. So, uh, you know, that, that, that kid of mine, that student, I call him my son, he, you know, he's doing good things now and, uh, all his friends love him too, because they're just like, you're like our big brother. And, mm. you, know, he, uh, you know, he's just a good kid. And actually I'm going to go see him. He's in the air force. He's graduating from a boot camp in uh, December. So. Wow. That's totally amazing. Thank you for what you do. Yeah, I think teachers oh, no, are just cool. so amazing. Yeah. Um, I, you know, every day I send my kids to school or watch them go to school. I'm just like, goodness gracious. I don't know how those teachers do it, but they do it. <laughs> you know? It's like, oh my gosh, teacher, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all Um. You know, I think uh on Thailand these day these days, huh? It's but in the Hmong culture, you know, not mm -hmm. it's really and it's I think it right. takes a toll on because they actually, you know, they they want that. They yearn for mom and dad to be like, Oh hey, good job, you know, good grades or hey, um, you know, great game and stuff like that. And that right. You know, in the Asian culture, it's kind of like, oh no, they should call me, you know, they, you know, they use it, play it but you know, it's a word or two actually, I believe, will go a long way if parents would just think about, like, hey, you know, awesome job. Very true. I totally agree with that 100%. Um, now, I know that in your uh, video clip, you had said uh, something that really resonated with me, and you said, um, let me try to think back what you said. You had, I know exactly what you said. Yeah, you said no one is meant to go <laughs> alone. And I think that resonated a lot with me because you know, I think my whole life, not my whole life, but I think mm -hmm. a lot of my growing up, um, I always thought I had to do a thing myself, you know? Um, yeah. And it wasn't until and then you know that you know uh -huh. you, you can't do everything by yourself you have to ask for help but in your case yeah. what what did 
can you go a little bit deeper into what you meant by that? You know, when I when I said no one is meant to go alone, you know, it's it's basically exactly kind of how you felt. You know, like you like many of us, even when I grew up, when I was young, you know, I felt like you know, oh, I had to do everything on my own, and you know, I I didn't realize that it was okay to ask for help. You know, whether it was like, hey, um, going to college and asking for advice from friends, from families, from, you know, from other parents, not my own that already went to college. You know, I thought, oh, no, you know, I'll just do it on my own and stuff. Nobody, you know, no one cares. No one's going to help me. But in reality, man, there's a mm. lot of people that are willing to help each other out there. And, um, you know, this, I, I said this because a lot of my students actually feel like they're alone, you know, feel like you know their parents don't care about them feel like you know they're alone going to school and you know they're just you know some of them feel like they're failures some of them feel like you know, they're afraid to fail and I tell them you know you guys um you know you're not alone in this process you know there are teachers there are counselors you know your friends you know if you're going through something tough you know share if you don't share no one's ever going to know and you know because a lot of us have gone through that and um you know, also about, you know, my disability, because uh, a lot of people that suffer from a physical disability, they feel like they're alone. You know, they feel like, mm. you know, y'all use that mo patula, you need to find okay, you, you la la, no because, you know, and you put you low, and you got you know, you know, okay, for y'all, oh no, they just sound fun, you know, like as a male, as a Hmong male individual, being Asian as well. Um, it was one of the toughest things for me to ask for help, you know, ask for mm -hmm. help to, you know, get up, ask for help to, you know, hey, can you help me with my wheelchair um, and stuff. But what I noticed was when I started asking for help, people were like, oh, yeah, you know, like, dude, we got you, you know, don't even worry about it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people offered help and, you know, people are, you know, I, what I, I noticed is that, you know, when people help me, you know, I feel like I'm blessed, you know, like someone just mm. does it out of the goodness of their heart. And I hope that by helping me, they, the person who helps me, they feel blessed too, because, you know, um, I, I, you know, I always try to, anybody who helps me, I'll always try to take them out to eat a nice lunch or a breakfast or something and be like, hey, I just want to say thank you. You know, it means a lot to me that, you know, you would take, uh, you know, whether it's a long or short time out of your day just to help, you know, a person like me. Right. And, uh, you know, I just hope, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but I'll share this just so you guys know um, yeah go right ahead I, yeah yeah a student of mine you know her uh you know she you know she's going through a tough time um because you know her parents are you know divorced and uh her father you know it's domestic violence and her father is very you know he's not abusive towards the kids but he's you know abusive towards the mom and mm -hmm. this student of mine you know she she didn't know who to talk to and there were times when um, she, you know, she she had to stay late after school and she didn't have a ride because her mom had to work. And, uh, you know, she helps, you know, she, she helps me around in my class and stuff. So, you know, I, I told her, you know, if your mom is OK with it, you know, I, I could send you home. You know, I don't mind. And so, you know, she, you know, it, it's kind of sad because, you know, her mom kind of feels like she's alone. You know, her, you know, her father is abusive, you know, threatens her mom. and. Uh, you know, I would tell the young lady that, hey, tell your mom she's not alone. You know, there are people here that, like, are willing to stand up for her, to help her. You know, she can get through this. Because, you know, she's a single mom and she has four kids. And the one that I teach, 
is the oldest and she's the oldest daughter. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I just, you know, when I said that, I also wanted her to listen to that, to let her know that, hey, you know, you're going through a tough time. Just know that your friends are here. You know, if you need someone, if it's an emergency, you know, you know, I'm here to listen to you. And, you know, I just hope it resonates with all others as well, whether they have a disability, whether they're going through a tough time at home or whether it's just life in general. And so I wanted to just, um, Shu, I really wanted to just say thank you because especially, you know, nowadays with the recent incidents with our young students, our young children, you know, committing suicide, it's so important that we remind them, especially in Nick and Neku, that they go to school and many of them look up to you guys, you know. Um, yeah. it, is, it is very gratifying and it's really good to hear that you guys are um letting these students know that they're never alone and they don't have to go through it alone mm, um, yeah many of them do you know i mean i think even Bakula growing up we probably felt that way too you know so yeah again thank you for that really really you know it's from the bottom of my heart really thank you oh no you you're very welcome and you know i you know it's I think it's our it's our responsibility and our duty, and you know it it's right to just let each other know that um, you know they don't have to walk this road alone because you know it's uh it's a t life is tough, and when people yeah. go at it alone, it's just you know it's it leads to depression, and then you know that leads to a whole other list of things that can happen to the individual. So you know always like whether and you know I what I like to you know I don't I don't like to just say it to my students too but you know just to anybody out there that uh you know you can be an adult you can be a little child it doesn't matter you know i think everybody does need some community does need to feel wanted feel loved and uh you know i think that's what um, we need to uh express in our everyday life you know it would make the world uh, a very better and more peaceful and just awesome place to live in yeah, 100%. Yeah, I totally agree on that, too. And again, it's amazing that you helped that gal out uh, and what she's going through back at home. And I wanted to say that, you know, you are making an impact in your students now. And I feel just talking to you, I'm, I'm inspired. I'm a student just hearing you, you know, mm -hmm. keep teaching me. You know, I'm always <laughs> learning. You know, so I'm really inspired. And I look really forward to seeing you in Fresno. I will be out there in Fresno New Year. Oh and, yeah, for sure, man. Just, uh, yeah. And you are you are not alone. So if we uh, we were out in the field of uh, the Mong New Year, dude, I'll be your wingman. You're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys come to Fresno. Um, you know, I'll, I'll email you guys back my number and just hit me up. I'll, you know, I'll take you guys out to uh, my treat, you know, because you guys are coming. You guys are visiting. No, it should be, a, it should be my treat, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, no, so no, no, it should no. be my treat. And, and again, I get definitely, you got a good, good wing, man. If you, you're not alone. So I'll help you out. I'll help you out on the field, man. I'll help you out on the field. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what is next on your list, Shu? I mean, um, in the next um, few years, what's, what, do you, what do you have going for you? Actually, Any plans? Uh, yeah, I uh, have a plan. I might. Um, I I'm not gonna tell my parents yet, but I'm gonna skydive. Oh, oh. Cool. 
Yeah, because I am turning 30 this year. So, um, you know, in next year, I'm going to skydive sometime in January or February, one of those two months. Um, also, I actually, because of my students, you know, uh, you know, I, I always tell them, you know, I want you guys to, you know, fulfill your dreams and strive for them and aspire to, to complete them. A lot of my students actually encouraged me because they know I want to be a doctor. They're like, Mr. Vang, you know, why don't you go back to school and, you know, you know, complete your dream. And so, you know, I've been thinking about it for a while and I'm not sure if I'm going to go to medical school, but I may go back to school to become like a, a physician assistant. So, uh, okay. you know, cause I still want to be able to teach and stuff. So, uh, I will make that final decision. I, I want to teach at least one more year after this year. And then after that year, I will, you know, decide like, Hey man, am I going to do it? If I, am I going to, live up to what I teach or am I gonna just <laughs> you know so but I love teaching though so it's kind of like uh you know it wouldn't be I wouldn't be uh changing my career because I want to make more money I wouldn't do any of that it would just be simply because you know I want to uh you know I want to uh, you know complete or you know reach one of my dreams in life so right wow well you know there's nothing but best wishes to you man Thank you. Um, <laughs> It's on the on the endeavor, you know, those are those are big dreams. So yeah, we wish you well and good luck. <laughs> and I uh, would look forward to hearing about a wedding one day. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I mean, what we want no, I've actually. Well, I don't want to make you guys cry on air, but yeah. oh. Oh, well, I, make I us you. You would like to cry. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Please do. <laughs> what, what is this about? No, you can't. We can't Sorry. get you off. The, you, you can't get off now to your tell now. Yeah, we want to cry. I, uh, I'll, I'll just tell you guys. I've actually been married and I have a daughter. But, um, what? But, yeah. So if you, if you go onto my Facebook, you know, you'll see pictures of my daughter and whatnot. But, um, yeah, when my, when my disability got worse and, you know, my, and I started, you know, using a wheelchair. Uh, my my wife at the time actually you know things started getting really bad with her because um she you know we couldn't do a lot of things that other couples do you know mm -hmm. we couldn't like hide you know couldn't really like walk on the beach and uh, and whatnot so um she actually left so that is uh you know and that was before all of the angels landing and stuff too so basically you know when i went up to angels landing it wasn't just you know, uh, like it wasn't just amazing, but it was like, you know, it made me feel like, Hey man, I like, you know, my life is, is worthwhile. It's meaningful, you know, that someone else shouldn't dictate whether I should be loved and whatnot, you know? So that's, uh, yes. you know, angels landing was like, you know, amazing for me. It was kind of like reconfirming everything, right? Like yeah. you biggest yeah. supporter and you can achieve pretty much anything. Wow. How old is your girl? How old is your daughter now? Oh, she, uh, she's six. So she's in first grade. Um, oh. Very, yeah, very smart. Uh, and uh, she's just, uh, you know, she she has been an amazing person because ever since she was small, she knew that, you know, I couldn't really run and stuff. So even when she started walking and stuff, she would always be very gentle with me. Like, wouldn't try to bump into me, oh, would walk really slow around me. And, uh, you know, she, she was, uh, she is more than anything I could have asked for. Cause you know, she just, the way she understands me, it's like, you know, me and her, like, um, uh, 
what do you call it? <laughs> uh, pea in a pod, you know, she. she oh, okay. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Totally cool. Uh, well, I did not know that, um, that you were used to be married and you have yeah. a beautiful daughter. Uh, that's oh, yeah. yeah. Your first grade. Um, I bet that's definitely reassuring that, dude, you're just unstoppable, man. Literally. <laughs> like, you know, you know having, <laughs> having that, having dad and having divorce and, and then it's just hiking and it's just, Dude, I, you're just unstoppable. It wouldn't surprise me, you know, another four years or six years, you got your doctor. It, right now, it doesn't surprise me. I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, no surprise. Because I, mean, like, I know you have the will already. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you have the will. So it's just like, no surprise. And just like, I'll, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm cheering like a little girl from over here, man. Go shoot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, thank, thank you, brother. You know, it means a lot. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I, you know what, what I love is, uh, you know, I, I hope that, you know, when I talk to people, it's not just me inspiring them. It's also like, I, you know, I love getting to know people and getting to know them personally and being mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, you have a friend, you know, because, you know, I, you know, I go to a lot of, I've heard a lot of speeches, you know, I, I am Christian. So I go to church and, you know, you hear pastors speak and they say very good things, but you know, a lot of the stuff that we say means nothing if we don't have personal ties or a relationship mm-hmm. with the people that we're speaking to. So, you know, above all the, you know, all that frazzling unified, you know, that's, you know, I don't worry about that as much. You know, what I love to do is I love to get to know people one-on-one and actually get to know them. And so like, you know, they will feel like, hey, there is at least one person on this earth that, you know, is, you know, talking to me, is thinking about me, is, you know, is there for me when I need them. And I, I feel like that's, you know, uh, you know, many times some, a lot of people are always trying to reach like multitudes of people, you know, and for me, right. it's not about all the people. It's just about the one, you know, that one person that may need, um, we need someone to just ask them how their day is. You know, I think that's say no more. We're going to go get some fun when I come down there. brother. <laughs> 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 You guys have to, and let me know. Let me know how everything went. Um, but definitely, if I come to Fresno, I'll definitely, definitely get in contact with your shoe so we can, um, you know, talk more about, you know, what's going to happen in the next few years in our lives, right? Yeah, yeah, but, no, for you know, sure. Yeah, it was, I was, you know, after I saw that video clip of yours, I, when the both saw and I, we were both so, we're like, oh my God, we have to get him on the show. We have to know more. <laughs> Because, yeah. wow, you know. So, you know, thank you so much for giving your time. You know, we know that, you know, you are really busy. You probably have some things to do tonight to prepare for your class this week. Um, but thank you so much for sharing your story, for willing to come on and, you know, just giving us your time. Um, oh, you know, yeah. there's, there's nothing but, you know, good luck on our end for you. Oh, thank you. No, thank you for having me. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, I love how you guys have this Hmong men talking, you know, I think it needs to, people need to hear more about, you know, Hmong men talking, you know, like, uh, yes. you know, cause a lot of, you know, a lot of Hmong men have pride, you know, they're not willing to, um, you know, like let go of that pride and express like, right. you know, their struggle, you know, things that they may have issues with, you know, to support one another. And I think that's something that's lacking in our community. Right. Well, thank you very much for that. That means a lot, you know, it really means a lot. So thank you for that. 
Yeah, um, yeah, no, thank you, thank you um, so much for that. And uh, yeah, it, it is gonna wrap this up um, from me and my, and uh, yeah, just last part of work, and that's it. Two. Yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, awesome, man. Uh, I hope to see you for Fresno New Year. See you there. I'll shoot you my bubble. Yeah, for sure, brother. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, everyone, well, you have a great night, shoot, and a great week. Um, And I'll see if I can join you guys in Fresno this year, too. I'll let you guys know. Yeah, yeah, please come out, dude. No, since you guys are coming, my treat, okay? If I ever come up there, you guys could treat me, but since you guys are coming down, please, um, yeah, let me know, and I'll I'll treat us to some fun. We just have to talk, definitely. Cool. All right. Thank you. All right. That ends our episode. If you haven't yet, visit our official website at www.mongmentot.com or like like and share us on Facebook at Mongmentot. Who also believes in building family values. She believes not only in investing in your future, but also investing in your present moment, creating time and memories with your family. If you have any insurance needs or any questions, please don't hesitate to call her at the link below. Also, a special thanks to DJ Peter for using his beats. You can check him out at YouTube.